This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. What's up? This your boy, Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hello and welcome to Saver Production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we're talking about gochujang. Because we are masochists. And we already gave ourselves <laughs> macaron in a French episode. And now we're going to so tackle Korean. Korean. Yeah. Why not? I can think of some reasons, but they won't <laughs> stop us because gochujang is amazing and worth talking about. Oh, so worth talking about. And uh, this was inspired by a conversation that we had after we wrapped our last recording. Right, between us and super producer Andrew, who is, had just eaten what sounded like a fantastic sandwich. Uh, yeah. Which had gochujang on it. Uh, and I actually had never heard of gochujang until I think a year ago. When my co-host over at Sminty, Samantha, she first was very angry uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> enthusiastically introduced me to it, uses it in everything, um, and I know I've had it before. I'm confident I've had it before. I just didn't know oh, sure. what it was. And actually, today I made my uh, once in every two to three weeks grocery store trip, and I oh. I got some. And then I yeah. accidentally put a like a ton of it on oh. my salad. And you know what I've learned is it's really strong by itself. But like when I mix it up, it was pretty good. Yeah, it, it really That's- like mellowed out. 
It does. It does. It, it melds with other flavors really well. I And I was saying during that conversation, um, you know, I was like, heck yeah, Andrew, you put gochujang on your sandwich because gochujang goes on everything. Um, <laughs> if I am making pretty much anything savory, I'm just like, and here's the part where I put in a spoonful of gochujang because why not? Um, uh, definitely all of my like marinades and stuff get some gochujang love. Uh, salad dressings. Oh yeah. Yeah. All the stuff. Um, I, uh, yeah, I started, um, gaining exposure to Korean cuisine maybe about eight or 10 years ago. Imagine that scene in Nightmare Before Christmas where like Jack Skellington is like prancing through Christmas town, but it's like me and an H Mart. And that, that was, that was about how it, how it went. Were you singing what's this as you... I mean, probably, yeah. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. I can I was only like, hope. I don't know what most of this is, but I want to eat it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so many things to try. <laughs> yes. Oh, um, yeah. And, and gochujang was one of the first things that I figured out was like completely necessary to my lifestyle. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to start cooking with it myself. Start using it ah. myself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you can, uh, we, we previously did an episode on kimchi that, uh, that overlaps this in terms of the, the chili pepper part just a little bit. Um, also glutinous rice comes up in here and we have done an episode on that as well. I didn't look up when they happened, but I have so much faith in y'all to Google <laughs> and figure it out. I do too. I do too. Uh, but I suppose we should get to our question. Oh yeah, I suppose. Yes. Gochujang. What is it? Well, uh, gochujang is a type of chili sauce that's uh, that's so thick and so finely blended that it's more like a paste. Um, and it's made with uh, hot red chilies, rice flour, sometimes other flours, fermented soybeans, and salt uh, mixed with water and then allowed to all ferment together. Um, and, and it winds up in a, a paste form either before or after both it depends on how you're making it. But at any rate, um, other seasonings might be added to like a garlic or onion or sweeteners. But but uh, the, the result is going to be this like deep crimson paste, uh, thicker than ketchup, more like um, like fresh ground peanut butter or maybe like a Marmite, Vegemite kind of consistency. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's savory and spicy and salty and a little bit funky and sweet. And uh, yeah, it can be used, as we have been saying, as a seasoning during cooking or a condiment in composing dishes or just at the table. Um, a little does tend to go a long way. It's kind of powerful stuff. But yeah, as long as you like spice, you can kind of just blend it in as you please. Yes, yes. It was delightful. I think the word I saw the most from from westernized American outlets describing gochujang was complex. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of got all the flavors in there at once. And, oh, I oh, I love it. It's why it complements so many different things. But, okay, um, let's go a little bit deeper into what this stuff is. So, so the word gochujang is composed of gochu, meaning chili pepper, in Korean, and, and jang, meaning a, a sauce or paste based in fermented soybeans. And the traditional way of making any kind of jang, including Korean soy sauce, is to start by boiling soybeans down for, for hours, like six hours, and then draining them and forming them into blocks, um, like like toaster-sized, like pop-up toaster-sized blocks, yeah? Mm-hmm. And these are called meiju, and they're, they're wrapped in rice stalks and then allowed to hang dry and ferment for at least a couple weeks, like 20 to 90 days is a range that I have seen, which means— 
that we are talking about bacteria poop and yeast poop. <laughs> I love being your hype woman in this. <laughs> so excited for you every time. Oh, thank you. I love it, too. I'm glad that I feel like it's bringing us closer together every time. Uh, yep, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the uh, the two main microbes at play here are Bacillus subtilis, which is this bacterium that's uh, naturally found growing on rice stalks, and Aspergillus orazi. Orazi. Yeah, that one. Sure, let's go with that. Um, which is a domesticated strain of yeast that um, also favors growing on rice, but um, ha- has been domesticated and is used for the fermentation of various starchy products from um, miso to shoju and, and shochu for thousands of years. It's been around. Sometimes this is called a koji mold. And so as these and other microbes um, grow on and in the, the meiju, that, that block of cooked soybeans, um, those microbes digest some of those complex starches and and other stuff and uh, and poop sugars and flavors. So when you're making a jang, uh, traditionally you, you take some of these meiju blocks and uh, and place them in like a big old clay jar or pot, like two feet tall, like a two thirds of a meter, and toss in whatever else your ingredients are. Um, in the case of gochujang, uh, chilies, rice flour, um, probably glutinous rice flours, it's a little bit sweeter, water, salt, whatever other seasonings you like. And you just let that vessel hang out for like three months to a year, usually outdoors, um, in a carefully chosen location. And during that time, um, further microbes further break stuff down and mitigate unpleasant flavors and create good flavors. This one paper I found published in um, the journal Food Science and Biotechnology back in 2011 found a total of seven genuses and 31 species of microorganisms in the gochujang that they sampled. Um, Seven homemade varieties and five commercial varieties, including, yeah, just like all kinds of fungi and yeasts and bacteria. That's so cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and of course, however, uh, that is probably not how the like millions of gallons of gochujang that are made commercially every year get created. Um, there are all sorts of shortcuts you can take, like uh, just cultivating koji mold on rice flakes and then powdering that and mixing it in with uh, rice and soybean flours and your other ingredients. Uh, the fermentation process can be really tightly controlled to, so that you can control your final textures and flavors. Other grains can be used. You might boost the flavor with like yeast extracts or something like that. Um, Different flavor profiles and viscosities have been developed for different markets. Uh, There's a a whole paper from 2017 on the uh, non-Newtonian characteristics of gochujang and chogochujang at different temperatures. (laughs) And it made me so happy. (laughs) That's excellent. Um, I want to know so much more about this. Basically, yeah, they were just saying like, well, here's how it works. Go take this science and use it to make different kinds of those things. Cho gochujang being um, a a related condiment that you make using gochujang and vinegar. But yeah. Love it. Um, I read an an interview with a chef who teaches people how to make their own uh, gochujang. Mm -hmm. And uh, they said, they described the, the clay pots and jars as living, breathing things. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, I read this beautiful article in Savior about how jang are made. 
And yeah, the 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 word for where they kept these pots was like it it involved the description garden. It was like garden yeah. of pots and and the whole thing like I felt like the dude in charge and us would really get along. Like he, <laughs> yes. he was just like exclaiming how excited he was about mold the yes. entire time. And oh, I loved it. It it sounds it sounds like a like like when you do it the traditional way, it seems like a really um, beautiful process if you consider mold to be beautiful. <laughs> Which we often do here. Not all mold, but some molds. <laughs> Many molds. Yeah. Many molds. Um, well, speaking of, what about the nutrition? Well, um, it does depend on how it's made, but generally, um, gochujang is one of those products that adds a lot of flavor for a low caloric load. Um, so take that as you will. Um, it, it can pack a lot of salt, so watch out for that if that's something that you're watching out for. And it has been long considered a, a digestive stimulant and like a general warmer upper or, or pepper upper of, mm-hmm. of, of people. Um, some modern research suggests that um, some compounds found in gochujang may help rats uh, better process fats in their systems, leading to better cholesterol levels. Um, and some other research indicates that um, other compounds are in there that may have antioxidant and anti-cancer effects in humans. As always. <laughs> <laughs> As always. Uh, yeah, the uh, the human body is complicated. More research needs to be done before ingest don't ingest medicinal levels of gochujang probably i mean only eat it if you like it and then eat as much as you want i i guess but <laughs> uh, i suppose we'd have to get down to brass tacks of what's a medicinal level <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true it's medicinal in like the but like by the spoonful for me in terms of my mood um mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, then we have to separate, like, you know, mental health, right? medicinal, and, you know, actual <laughs> physiological <laughs> medicinal. So several follow-up questions. But, yes, uh, mm-hmm. just always consult a professional, which we are not. Yeah. Um, no. We're professional, goofy food podcasters. Right, a, a medical professional. Consult a medical <laughs> yes. professional. A lot of clarifications here. Ingesting medicinal levels of anything. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but Okay, so we don't have those numbers for you, but we do have some other numbers. We do. And, okay, <laughs> this first one is a little dated. It's from 1999, but it's from an article from the Chili Pepper Institute. Ooh, And okay. it was like a newsletter, and I read the whole thing, even though only the first portion was about Gochujang because I was in love with it. Um, But according to this newsletter, red pepper accounts for 30% of annual vegetable production and 4.5% of gross agricultural product in South Korea. And it goes on to put per capita consumption at 2.5 kilograms in that country and the production value at $800 million. Wow. Yeah. And this kimchi also falls in there, like a lot of other things. But yeah. Yeah. Gives you an idea of how important that pepper is. Yeah. Um, gochujang exports from South Korea went up 15% from 2017 to 2018, valued at $36.81 million. And most of those exports went to the United States and the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. One Korean news agency 
found that 21% of South Koreans make sure to pack gochujang when they travel abroad, <laughs> especially if they're going to be gone for a while. Oh, yeah. And I couldn't really find any other numbers to back that up, but I found a lot of anecdotal evidence. So I definitely mm-hmm. believe it is a thing. And as someone who brings peanut butter with me right. when I travel abroad, I, I'm on the wavelength. I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I did start packing um, some of those l- little tiny bottles of Tabasco. Oh, yeah, yeah, Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's I in my I feel like you can never go wrong now. with hot sauce. Always have right? a hot sauce on hand. <sighs> it's useful for so many things. It is. It is indeed. Uh, there is a gochujang festival. And the Sunchong Traditional Paste Museum is located <laughs> on Fermented Paste Road. Oh, oh, that's in that's in South Korea. I love I love everything about this. Yes, yeah. I want so badly. I want so badly to go check out like how all these things are made and mm-hmm. look at that museum and eat so much food. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> maybe we can all trade. I'll I'll bring extra little bottles of. American yes. hot sauce we can all trade. I don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like this idea. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, if if you if you think that you've never had this before, it's a possibility that, like Annie, you have, but you were unaware. Um, I, I forgot to say in the "What is it?" section um, <laughs> that uh, that it is one of the traditional accompaniments um, uh, in a in a bowl of bibimbap. So if you've had that dish, which is a fairly common uh, Korean dish here in the United States, it's that that it's the red stuff that's on there. Yes. Ah, so good. Mm. So good. You mix it in. It makes everything kind of meld together. It adds this, ah, (laughs) so nice. Yes. This was a very hungry episode, y'all. Yeah, for sure. Um, Luckily, we both have some, so we can fix this. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But before we go do that, um, we are going to get into some history. But before we go do that... We are going to get into a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. We've talked in a bunch of different episodes about facets of Puerto Rican cuisine, um, like the dish mofongo, made of savory, deep-fried mashed plantains studded with some kind of tasty protein, and the creation of the cool, creamy piña colada. But there is so much more there. Um, I've actually never been. You have a tiny bit of experience, don't you? Yes. Unfortunately, it was a very tiny bit of experience. Mm-hmm. I was there for about a day. I'm kicking myself for that now. I remember having delicious rums, delicious drinks, but I want to go back because, yeah, so many episodes we do on here, when we're talking about food from Puerto Rico, I want that. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it sounds amazing. We're trying to get a saver team trip yeah. together. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, we're, we're trying to get a trip to a lot of places, but this is yeah. this is really top of the list. Even putting together this ad read made me hungry. I was like, oh, oh, I want to try those things. 
Yeah, as we've talked about before, there are influences there from African and Spanish and native Taino foodways. The culinary scene sounds amazing, and we want to go, and I'm hungry. No passport is required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. You can learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. And we're back. Thank you, Spencer. Yes, thank you. So, like we've talked about in several episodes, certainly every uh-huh. episode that's ever mentioned fermentation uh, as, a, as a main thing involved in, a, in the food we're talking about, including the closely related kimchi, mm-hmm. fermented foods have been around oh, as a way to preserve foods for pretty much since people have been eating. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, because it's a great way, it's a great way to take something that is healthy and nice when it's fresh and make sure that you can eat it later when fresh foods may not be available. Yes. Um, and Jong themselves have been around for thousands of years. Uh, one thing I read that I wasn't able to find anywhere in English, so if anyone knows hmm. if this is true, is that there are three main Jongs and, uh, Goju Jong was the last one introduced. Yes, yes. The the three oh and I don't have the 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 names of them right in front of me, so I'm 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 not sure what they are off the top of my head. But yeah, it's basically um a soy sauce, um a soy paste, and then uh chili soy paste, gochujang. Yes, 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 yes. Um so this was something people would make, individual households would make on their own and in these mm-hmm. in these clay pots. Um Gochujang's recorded history specifically goes back to either the 16th or 17th century, uh, made with red chilies, which most likely arrived with European explorers towards the end of the 1500s. And this early gochujang was usually composed of meiju powder, rice flour, or glutinous rice flour, and red pepper flour. Although, one of the first believed mentions of gochujang's predecessor is from a 9th century Chinese document detailing the perceived health benefits of eating a Korean pepper paste, as translated, that is believed to have uh, ginger and green onion in it. And some sources claim that something similar to gochujang was historically used medicinally for all sorts of things, particularly ailments of the stomach. So many. Yeah. I, I read that other spicy foods, like like maybe black pepper corns, could have been used in place of chili peppers before the arrival of chili peppers from the Americas through whichever route they mm-hmm. arrived through. Um, I, I think possibly uh, Japanese colonization. Yeah. Um, but uh, but it's, it's hard to track down. It's one of those things that is historically difficult for someone reading only in English yeah. To, yeah. to truly ascertain. 
Yes. Um, whatever the case, it didn't take long for the sauce gochujang to spread in Korea and for the use of it to diversify. One of the more popular varieties, Suncheon Gochujang, which, as we mentioned at the top, you might be able to tell it was a popular variety because that's where the museum is, it's where the festival is, uh, mm-hmm. was well-loved by kings during the Chosun dynasty. In fact, some of the very first recorded recipes were specifically meant to be made as gifts for the king. Oh. Yeah, and one of the very first recorded recipes for gochujang comes from the 1720s, recorded by a royal physician. And uh, physicians claimed gochujang saved the king's life in 1748. Oh, my. Yeah, it's powerful stuff. Um, the first recorded written steps on the process of gochujang production in Hangul, the Korean language, appeared in 1806. Later recipes uh, sometimes called for adding meats or jujube for sweetness. Uh, uh, jujube being a, a, a kind of date. Yes, and I'm very, very embarrassed to say I'm so glad I looked this up before because I was going to pronounce it like the candy um, jujube. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would have been embarrassing. That would have been my guess as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, a disaster averted this one time. This once. Pronunciation, (laughs) and then people will write in, no, I tried. I looked it up. Um, But yeah, it was added for sweetness. Beginning in the 18th century, references to gochujang started popping up everywhere in Korea, uh, from imperial documents to books to poetry. And uh, it was essentially a staple by the 19th century in that country. Uh, Korean documents from the 19th and 20th century went into more detail about the production process, particularly how to speed up fermentation. One 20th century work included recipes for pan-fried gochujang, which I found fascinating, Uh, and uses of gochujang in soup, enough so that it implies that uh, this ingredient was important to soups and stews at the time, which is something that is still around to this day. Mm -hmm. According to a 2020 BBC article, it's actually August 2020, so very recent as we record (laughs) this, article by Aaron Chang, Adventurer Isabella Bird wrote about Korea in the 1890s that she observed, quote, sauces of pungent and objectionable odors, the basis of most of them being capsicums and fermented rotten beans with an exclamation point. Yeah. She also observed that everyone in Korea ate gochujang, even babies. Okay. Yeah. She made a point to go out of her way. (laughs) <laughs> in the decades after the Korean War, industrialization allowed for uh, working class families and people who lived in cities to buy plastic containers of mass-produced gochujang. And beginning in 1987, the Korean Food Research Institute introduced a series of large-scale technologies to improve the harvesting of red chilies. Uh, things like stem cutters, uh, steam cleaners, and continuous roll mills. This allowed for the annual production of 70,000 tons of good quality red pepper powder. And in 2010, gochujang manufacturers teamed up with the Korean Food Research Institute to come up with the gochujang hot taste unit, or the GHU, (laughs) to measure the spiciness of gochujang. Although, and please correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, from what I've read, it might be mostly arbitrary. I I also thought this when I'm at a restaurant and they have the chili peppers next to things. I'm like, who decides what's a three and what's a four? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I feel like it's really up to whatever chef is is in the kitchen at that yeah. particular moment. 
Yes, exactly. Because sometimes you get a three pepper and it's fine. And sometimes you get a three pepper and it's not fine. And you are in trouble. Yes. And other times you're like, oh man, this could have been spicier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hard agree. Yes, yes. So this, this scale, uh, the GHU, it grades from zero to 100 with five labels. Mildly hot, slightly hot, medium hot, very hot, and extremely hot. Uh, which from what I, if I'm remembering correctly, that one's pretty rare. It's kind of like, <gasps> And also, from what I understand, this was sort of an effort to, I guess, reassure foreigners who weren't familiar with gochujang that it's not going to be that hot. Uh You know, like, it's okay. Give it a try. You're not going to be miserable. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I I think that this was in conjunction with a few other things happening. Also in 2010, uh, South Korea's uh, CJ Corporation began launching modified gochujang globally, um, starting with their American affiliate brand, uh, Annie Chun's. And prior to this, gochujang had been available in Europe and the Americas, but um, but imported and, and largely marketed specifically to uh, Korean expats. Um, so, you know, in the U.S., the market had only been worth some like $3 million a year, and they were, with this initiative, um, hoping for like $50 million by 2013. And I guess it's not quite their yet, but they are working towards it. They, they keep on expanding. As of 2018, the same company announced that they were um, nearing a release of halal gochujang um, suitable for, for Muslim markets. Yeah, and very recently, there's been a, a renewed interest in Korean heritage and health, uh, coupled with more disposable income that has fostered the growth of a market for zhang made the traditional way. Also, classes on how to learn how to do that. And at least in my anecdotal case, I feel like more and more people in my circle not only know about it, but love it and use it. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we are very lucky here in Atlanta to have um, a strong Korean population that has opened up so many amazing, beautiful restaurants that um, I, I really miss going to um, the, uh, the the open top grill kind of situations yeah. right now with and just eating so much beautiful food. Um, but, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah. So, so we have that and we have Korean grocers and so we can get some of these products perhaps more easily than um, other places in right. the United States might have access to. But, uh, but, but yeah, I, I'd say that uh, it, it's a, it's a steady trend around the United States, a, a Korean style mm-hmm. menu items on non-Korean menus. Um, and, I would venture to say that if you buy such a menu item and it is spicy and like a little savory and sweet and funky, gochujang is probably the key ingredient that is making it Korean. Yes, 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 yes. Um, And I did read, I can't remember if it was for this episode specifically, but that the dreaded millennials (laughs) are... are, um, (laughs) More about trying new foods and having new experiences. Hmm. So because of that, um, a lot of restaurants are expanding what they're offering. And it does include um, foods that, like Korean foods, or, yeah, just more awareness of all those kinds of things and a desire to try all those kinds of things. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, And, uh, yeah, always, always want to try all the new food. Mm. Um, Mm. mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we're 
probably both of us are going to be having some gochujang in our future, <laughs> but we do have a little bit more for you. We do, but first we've got one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. We've talked in a bunch of different episodes about facets of Puerto Rican cuisine, um, like the dish mofongo, made of savory, deep-fried mashed plantains studded with some kind of tasty protein, and the creation of the cool, creamy pina colada. But there is so much more there. Um, I've actually never been. You have a tiny bit of experience, don't you? Yes. Unfortunately, it was a very tiny bit of experience. Mm -hmm. I was there for about a day. I'm kicking myself for that now. I remember having delicious rums, delicious drinks. But I want to go back because, yeah, so many episodes we do on here, when we're talking about food from Puerto Rico, I want that. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> it sounds amazing. We're trying to get a savor team trip yeah. together. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, we're, we're trying to get a trip to a lot of places, but this is, yeah. this is really top of the list. Even putting together this ad read made me hungry. I was like, oh, oh, I want to try those things. Yeah, as we've talked about before, there are influences there from African and Spanish and native Taino foodways. The culinary scene sounds amazing, and we want to go, and I'm hungry. No me passport too. is required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. You can learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with Complex Layers. Oh, okay. You know what I love about this is I've realized, and I know, I think we said this once, but it ended up getting cut. You can hear the delay. Like, <laughs> you're doing it. I can hear like, oh, that's the internet delay. But it's, other than that, it's like on point. So... <laughs> 
Good job, Lauren. <laughs> you're you're good. They, these always come with gesticulations, and they really mm-hmm. help. You're 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 like a composer <laughs> up there, just leading me, leading me. Remember so. that time I almost destroyed the studio because I spun her out. <laughs> I do. That See? was. <laughs> I get really into it. Uh, I'm just waiting for the day I do that in my home studio. Uh, and knock all of your costumes off the racks <laughs> yeah. and all your games off the shelves. Yes. <laughs> and then I'll just become one, like, what do I got in here? Winter Soldier with my Star Wars <laughs> Harley Quinn mashup costume. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder, I wonder what food item will finally do it. <laughs> Ooh. It's got to be, we already did cinnamon roll. That would have been probably... The one, the obvious choice, but I'm sure there's one. <laughs> there's one out there. It's gonna make me spin, and all everything's gonna come crashing down. <laughs> but that didn't happen today. So not today. We'll eagerly await that day. <laughs> In the meantime, uh, Cinova wrote. I was listening to your mojito episode today and just had to write in. Mojitos are one of my favorite drinks. So refreshing and delightful, though now I will definitely think twice before ordering one in a Aww. bar. <laughs> I spent a week um I spent a week in Mexico back in February, and every day at the pool from eleven AM to one PM was happy hour where you order a drink and they bring you two. Ooh. Ooh. Every day for a week between eleven and one, my best friend and I had a pair of mojitos and chips and guacamole to go along with our poolside lounging. That sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Best thing ever. Also, I was glad to hear you mention the mojito-flavored craze. When you first started talking, I thought, I have to tell them about mojito-flavored 7-Up. But then you mentioned it. So instead, (laughs) I'll tell you my story about mojito-flavored (laughs) 7-Up. My husband and I were in Paris on vacation for my birthday a couple of years ago. And one evening, he just wasn't feeling well. So instead of going out to dinner, I just popped across the street to the little market and grabbed a couple of quick pasta meals and a bottled and bottled beverages. Since my husband's stomach was bothering him, I grabbed a 7-Up, not really looking at it other than to see it was 7-Up. I get back to our room, and he opens it and (laughs) takes a swig. The look on his face is one of pure disgust. What, I ask, and he thrusts the (laughs) bottle at me to try myself. I examine the bottle and notice the mojito label on it. I take a tentative sip. It has a sickly, sweet, minty, limey, medicine-y taste, and I'm sure I made my own face of pure disgust. I apologized profusely for not paying closer attention to the bottle and offered to go back to the store, but my husband shrugged it off and continued to drink it. Between the bubbles and the mint, it did manage to settle his stomach, but I definitely wouldn't recommend it. Huh. I think, too, and I'm not, I, I'm not dismissing your reaction at all, but in my case, like, if I'm expecting one thing and I get oh, another, like, the shock yeah. the other day, oh, oh, boy, I oh no I <laughs> I thought I was drinking I was taking a big swig of water and it was definitely a gin and tonic and oh uh, that was I it took me many minutes to recover from just the shock of it, it wasn't that it was bad just normally don't take that big of a gulp of uh, sure. <laughs> gin and tonic of gin and tonic all at once yeah yeah I think the worst the the worst experience of that that I ever had was um I, I was eating um you know some some like pieces of like chocolate covered fruit you mm-hmm. know yeah and uh and one of them like I thought because of the shape 
it was going to be a, a ball of like melon, like like honeydew maybe or cantaloupe or something covered yeah. in chocolate because it was the exact same shape as a melon ball. Mm-hmm. It w- was not melon. It was apple. Oh. <laughs> and and I I was like, what is wrong with my life? <laughs> like, why? What have I done to deserve this? What is <laughs> what, what? This is a punishment. I. <laughs> what have I wrought? <laughs> And then once I realized what it was, I was like, oh, this is fine. But, mm-hmm. like, I, I couldn't get over that initial reaction. I was like, no more of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My my friends uh, once, they thought I was being a big child, and they thought I was hyping up my distaste for Dr. Pepper. So they switched out my Coke with Dr. Pepper. Oh. And I did the most infamous, like, projectile spit take. I mean, feet. <laughs> feet it went. Oh, I'm not messing around. I don't like Dr. Pepper. Don't try to trick me. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sorry that you had that experience. That sounds unpleasant. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't forgotten it. I think that happened in middle school. Clearly. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I assumed this was like four years ago. No, nope. this is like middle school. Cool. Yep. But <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I never forget. Uh, um. Well, uh, Daniel wrote, I just listened to your episode on ice cream trucks, which made me think about the ice cream carts I saw in Singapore. Those little carts are usually owned by elderly ice cream uncles. They can be found in the tourist areas, but more so in residential areas and outside schools after classes end. While they sell all kinds of ice cream, their most iconic and popular offering is the ice cream sandwich. Not to be confused with the type of ice cream sandwich sold prepackaged, this dish consists of a thick chunk of ice cream, not scooped, but sliced from a big slice. Lab. This is then served wrapped in a slice of soft, rainbow-colored soft bread. This is a local favorite, and when I moved to Singapore, I had to try it. Unfortunately, when I got around to order it, the uncle gave me the durian varieties instead of the mango flavor I asked for. This experience has traumatized me so much that I haven't dared to try anything from the ice cream cart again ever since. <laughs> this is exactly what we're talking about. This <laughs> Expectations. Yes. Expectations. Yeah. Also, I highly recommend any listeners look this up. It's really pretty. Like the rainbow colored bread sandwich. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That sounds, the mango flavor does sound amazing. I would probably also enjoy the durian flavor, but I would want to be expecting it. I still have that ice cream, Lauren. It's waiting. We, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like Cthulhu, it waits in our dreams. In my my freezer. In your freezer. Oh <laughs> uh, no. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. As soon as we, as soon as we plan a socially distanced uh, hangout. Yes, we'll, we'll have oysters, absinthe, <laughs> durian ice cream. It's it's shaping up to be quite the event. It is. Heck. Um, well, (laughs) well, (laughs) we will definitely figure that out. Um, and in the meantime, thanks to both of those listeners for writing in. If you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SaverPod, and we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 
thanks as always to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressings, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.